You're listening to Dear Joseph, the podcast where we answer all your financial questions. This is a pure conversation podcast. Disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor, and nothing I say should be considered as financial advice, but purely for entertainment purposes. So a lot of people have been asking, what exactly happened to the GameStop and AMC and all these other companies in the last few weeks? Why were people buying them? What, it, what was going on in terms of the price going up? What is short selling? And additionally, a lot of people were asking what happened with all these hedge funds and brokerage accounts that people are complaining about. So I think what we're going to do is in a two-part series, where first we're going to address what actually happened, the specifics and the specific mechanisms. And then in the next podcast, we'll discuss maybe what type of issues came up, um, what was going on with the brokerage firms, um, what was going on from the perspective of the investors? Do regulations affect uh, what's going on as an individual versus as a brokerage versus hedge fund? So with that in mind, let's begin with some of the background. So there was a, a group on Reddit called Wall Street's Bets, which essentially was a group of people who would uh, come up with uh, convoluted uh, investment ideas. It came to their attention that uh, certain specifically to uh, hedge funds, spend, uh, shorted a lot of shares of GameStop and AMC and eventually a handful of other stock. And they decided that if they were going to invest in a certain, uh, a certain amount of uh, money into these companies, bought up a certain amount of shares, when the short contracts were due, uh, it would force these hedge funds to buy back all these shares at an inflated price. So first question is, how would... Uh, investing uh, change the price of a stock. So as you mentioned in previous podcasts and previous articles, um, the price of a stock is highly reflected off of the demand of the market. So in the basic uh, sense, it's how many people are buying versus how many people are selling. And if more people are buying, uh, if there's more of a demand, it lifts prices up because less people are currently selling. And what that triggers people who are have more shares who see a price that they would like to sell at um, to, to come into the market because they see there are a lot of buyers and they could raise the price. And vice versa, when it comes to selling stock where uh, if, if, if more people are selling than are buying it, people will eventually see, oh, the price is dropping. I'm actually interested at that in that price. Additionally, which is something we didn't mention, is there are other factors which may affect a stock besides the simple buy and sell, and that is derivatives. There are other ways to buy and sell stocks which will affect the demand uh, artificially. One such way is shorting a stock. Where shorting a stock is a sort of contract, a sort of hedge, where I can go to someone and say, listen, I'll give you 25 cents per share if you give me the opportunity to, to 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 have the shares now and at a certain date I will buy I will pay you back the shares at that date meaning essentially he's saying person A who's trying to buying who's who's borrowing the shares is saying listen if I, if, if I pay you now additionally I will give you the price of the shares at the future time and buy you new shares once the a seller agrees to that, the buyer will then sell the shares for the current price. So let's say I bought, you know, I had $1,000 worth of shares of, well, let's just use GameStop. What happens is I first immediately sell all those shares of GameStop. Um, and then what that does is then by a certain date, I have to buy back shares 
and return it back to the seller. If the stock drops by a certain percentage, then I should be able to make a, a profit. So what that means is that the stock must drop a little bit, at least as much as it costs me to trade the stock, plus the amount I paid this person to be able to do this deal to have actually gained um, to actually gain money. Ideally, if the entire shares collapse and the company collapse, so then I never have to, and the shares go to zero, so I never have to pay the guy back ever. So it's a hundred percent profit. Now the risk is that it actually goes up, and maybe and let's say you know it goes up. 20-30%. So now I risk not only paying him for the opportunity, but I also now have to buy more expensive shares. So let's say I have a contract on a $50 stock. I pay him 25 cents and it goes up a dollar. So now I'm out a dollar 25 because a dollar for the stock going up and 25 cents for the uh, for the option to or for the ability to short. And then in the opposite scenario, you know, it goes down 49, it goes down a dollar. So now it's worth $49. So I just made 75 cents per share after the 25 cent fee. So that's how shorting a stock works. So the next logical conclusion is, well, if somebody is shorting a stock and they have to buy it in a certain time frame, well, if a lot of people are holding that sh those shares, then they could artificially force it the stock price to go up, meaning you could say to a bunch of people, listen, let's all hold the stock and we won't sell it, forcing the price up. And then we know that somebody is shorting the shares and they have to buy back the shares in a certain time frame. If I get the stock back to uh, to a high price in that time frame, well, then they're going to be forced to buy at a very expensive price, which means I'll make a massive profit because I got it for cheap bought it, forced the price up to a very high price. And this guy has no choice but to buy it for me because he owes, because he has a contract with someone else that he's going to, uh, that he's going to buy back the shares. And that creates something called a short squeeze where uh, investors will pile in money into a certain stock because they know people right now are going to be forced to buy it. And that means that you'll have an even though you know a normal person might not buy a share at such an expensive price, the other person is has no choice. The, the hedge fund who or whoever has these short contracts have no choice but to buy these uh, these shares at an inflated pricing. It creates an artificial demand uh, for these these stocks, which gives it a somewhat stable and somewhat high price. Number one assumption of all these people who have been involved in all in, in GameStop and AMC is that the short contracts for these of Melville Capital and uh, 0.72 um, are actually going to expire, meaning that they're going to have to buy the shares back within the next week or so, which uh, might not necessarily be the case. You could take uh, sh you could short a stock for a small, short amount of time. You can short, you can short it for a, a longer amount of time. Ideally, uh, or usually, what short sellers do, the people who have the shares who are willing to let someone else short it, are do is they kind of assume, kind of guess where the stock is going to go, and they charge per share what they believe, um, you know, the difference is going to be the you know the the most likely outcome. Um, and, and usually the most likely outcome doesn't happen. I mean, you know, stocks are, uh, you know, are, are volatile. They're hard to understand, especially since, um, as we mentioned, 
it's a series of lots of people with different um, with different commitments and different different goals who might buy or sell something for one reason or another. And additionally, you never know what's going to happen in the world. You know, something drastic might change. You know, for example, you know, they, someone might strike gold or something and suddenly make the stock, you know, a thousand times more valuable. You know, you never know what might change the context. So if these options, uh, if these short sellers, if these companies that supposedly own a lot of or have shorted a lot of shares, it's unclear if they actually are going to expire, which means uh, that what's going to happen is a lot of people artificially increased uh, the price of the stock. And the people who are going to lose out are actually some of the share, you know, some of the people who are in this group who bought the shares where they thought that someone else was going to buy it from them. But it could be that a lot of the options, the short sellers don't actually have to buy it right away and will probably hold off as long as possible until the stock collapse. Being that the price went up so much, it can't possibly be sustained because eventually people are going to realize they're going to have to leave or people have made such a large profit that they're going to jump out. It's very unlikely that's going to cause as much damage as they think, unless, of course, you know, they got it on the right day, which, uh, you know, hasn't been reported yet you know there's a lot of speculation people are saying that you know these they're going to close down that they needed all this money from some from outside billionaires to to keep alive it's all speculation at this point but i doubt it's as much as people think additionally something important to note is that this cost billions and billions of dollars the amount of shares of gamestop that were bought to inflate the price and the amount of stock of all these other companies including amc theaters um, or Bed Bath & Beyond, who were in the close to the tens of billions. And if that's the case, it's hard to imagine that there was only small investors. So there's a lot of uh, feds out there, there's a lot of people out there looking to see if maybe there was some big money involved in the stock manipulation, and which we'll deal with next time, which is, uh, you know, what's the difference between a bunch of group of individuals manipulating a stock versus a hedge fund uh, manipulating the stock in the same way, meaning why would we care necessarily if a hedge fund did this as opposed to if an individual did this? Additionally, over the last week, there were certain other factors that helped artificially either rise or drop the prices, and that were certain brokerage firms, which we'll discuss the specifics, you know, whether they did the right thing, the wrong thing, uh, or something in the middle, you know, in our next podcast, but there were certain ones who limited and caused people to not be able to buy GameStop on their uh, platform or maybe be able to sell it. There were certain platforms that maybe force sold uh, GameStop shares on there if, if people were using their platform, um, which, call it, which, which also actually affects a supply and demand of the stock. Meaning if there are less eligible buyers to buy something, that means... More, there are more sellers than buyers and as we always mention if there are more people who are selling than buying the stock drops especially when it's at such an inflated price where it where to keep sustain this price it relies on a lot of people buying and holding it at a crazy prices if you actually limit those people so what's going to happen is it's going to force it so there are less buyers of this stock there have been lots of claims that this is artificially uh limiting uh, demand, meaning it's stopping people from being able to buy it, causing dropping the price. And people are saying that the brokerage firms were siding with the hedge funds 
over the individual investor. So, you know, the specifics of that may be nuanced. Uh, certainly, some of them, like Ameritrade, seem to say that uh, the reason why they were doing this was to uh, prevent some of their, their verbiage was something along the lines of to help their clients mitigate risk, which implies something along the lines of that they're doing this to prevent, you know, the market manipulations to help their their funds or maybe other hedge funds. You know, it's, it's hard to know exactly what they mean, but that is uh, certainly cause and effect on certain days where you can where you saw an immediate drop in the stock because stock price because the demand was artificially uh, limited so more or less that was the story that has been happening over the last week and a half with the stock market outside of specifics to stocks there have been a lot of and you know people in the media people in politics on both sides you know from every which uh, place have been uh, defending um, and are defending the individual investors and we're upset at the brokerage firms for getting involved. I think there are a lot of concurrent issues and you know questionable areas which need to be addressed before people properly criticize or understand the situation. Also to think about what's legal and what's not legal. So it's actually a very complicated process. It's not as uh, cut and dry as people are making it out to be. Those specifics we'll have to address next time. Right now, though, we're still in the middle of the saga to see, uh, you know, GameStop seems to be on the downtrend. So we'll see if that actually affected uh, pretty soon any of the uh, hedge funds, you know, if it really made a difference, who was the one who got messed over by this? Because uh, someone's going to have to lose money, either people who bought the stock at too high or people who shorted the shares. And we'll see maybe soon if there were any regulations that are going to be created from this or what other long-term effects this might cause. Thank you very much for listening. Please make sure to like and subscribe. Check us out at pureconversation.com for more content.